The sermon text is the Gospel of St. John, chapter 1, verses 43 to 51. The next day, Jesus wanted to leave for Galilee. He found Philip and said to him, Follow me. Now Philip was from Bethsaida, the hometown of Andrew and Peter. Philip found Nathanael and told him, We have found the one Moses wrote about in the law and about whom the prophets also wrote, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. Nathanael said to him, Nazareth, can anything good come from there? Come and see, Philip told him. Jesus saw Nathanael coming toward him and said about him, Truly, here is an Israelite in whom there is no deceit. Nathanael asked him, How do you know me? Jesus answered, Before Philip called you, while you were under the fig tree, I saw you. Nathanael answered him, Rabbi, you are the Son of God. You are the King of Israel. Jesus replied, You believe because I told you that I saw you under the fig tree. You will see greater things than that. Then he added, Amen. Amen, I tell you. You will see heaven open and the angels of God ascending and descending on the Son of Man. The Gospel of our Lord. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. Jacob was in big trouble. To make a long story short, Jacob made his brother angry. He made his brother so angry that Jacob's mother warned him, Listen, your brother Esau is consoling himself by planning to kill you. So, Jacob ran away from home. And after the first night fell, Jacob fell asleep and he had a dream. Jacob saw a stairway set up on the earth with its top reaching to heaven. There were angels of God ascending and descending on it. There at the top stood the Lord. And then the Lord, as the angels moved up and down that stairway, or probably better translated, a ladder, as the angels moved up and down on that ladder from the top of it, the Lord called down to Jacob with saving words. First, the Lord repeated his promise that Jacob's descendants would become a great nation and they would inherit this beautiful promised land. Then the Lord called down and told Jacob that he was going to keep him safe. He was going to go with Jacob, watch over him and protect him everywhere Jacob went for the rest of his life. And finally, the Lord saved the best for last. Biggest and best, the Lord called down from the top of that ladder and he repeated his promise of salvation for the whole world. He told Jacob that everyone in the world was going to be blessed through his family. The promise of the Messiah, the Savior of the world. About 2,000 years later, that Messiah had arrived in that promised land and he was getting ready to start his ministry. He wanted to get moving from the south to a region in the north called Galilee. But before he left, Jesus called some of those descendants of Jacob. He called some of those Israelites to follow him as his disciple. One of them was named Philip. After Jesus called Philip, he told his brother Nathanael that they had found the Messiah, the Savior promised in Scripture, had arrived. And Nathanael was skeptical of that because he wondered if the Son of God could really come from such a backwater place as Nazareth. So Philip said, come and see for yourself. And Nathanael took him up on the offer. And as he approached Jesus, Jesus said about Nathanael, Here is a true Israelite in whom there is no deceit. 
And then Jesus gave Nathanael a sign that Jesus really is divine. And this might not strike you as like the most impressive sign that Jesus ever did for anyone. He told Nathanael, basically, I saw you before I could see you. I think other things Jesus did are a little more eye-popping than that. But Nathanael understood omniscience is omniscience. And only God has it. So he said, Rabbi, you are the son of God. You are the king of Israel. And then Jesus said something to Nathanael. He said something that to an Israelite, a true Israelite, a descendant of Jacob like Nathanael, must have struck with a whole world of meaning. He said, Amen, Amen, I tell you, you will see heaven open and the angels of God ascending and descending on the Son of Man. And long ago, the Lord stood at the top of a ladder and he called down to Jacob with words of safety, words of salvation. That is a story from the Old Testament that a true Israelite a descendant of Jacob like Nathaniel, he would have known that story in perfect detail and understood what Jesus was saying. I am that ladder. I am what connects you people here in this world to the Father in heaven and to the heavenly kingdom. As you see in his word, God uses many heartbreaking pictures to explain the effect that sin has on us. And one of those very sad pictures that the Bible uses is alienation or separation. That is the effect that our sin has on our relationship with God. It breaks it and it separates us from him. And it's interesting, you can see that very early on in Scripture, right after Adam and Eve fall into sin and the Lord pursues them in the garden lovingly. He goes after them to call them to repentance. And what do they do? They run away and hide because their relationship with God has been broken by their sin. And that is true of every sinful person. It cracks our relationship with God, not only in this world and for this life, but also for the life to come. Very simple, straightforward definition of hell is that it's separation, it's alienation from God forever. But now, the Lord stands on top of the ladder, Jesus Christ, and through Jesus Christ, he calls down to every sinner in this world with the message of salvation. Jesus is that ladder that connects us to our Heavenly Father and to the Heavenly Kingdom. Because Jesus' righteousness, his perfect life, covers us. The holy blood that he shed on the cross, it washes away all of our sins. And Jesus' Easter resurrection assures us that our sins are forgiven. And this is the reconnection with our Heavenly Father. This is the reestablishment of that relationship with Him. And Jesus Christ is the only one who does it by His own divine declaration. He is the only way to reconnect, to reestablish your relationship with your Father in Heaven. And so all through the ages, the Lord has been calling down through that ladder, Jesus Christ, through His saving work, the message of salvation to this world. He called to Adam and Eve in the garden. He called to Jacob in that dream. He called to Samuel, as you heard earlier, and to the Thessalonians, as you also heard earlier. And he has called down to each one of us with the message of salvation, reconnection through the work of Jesus Christ. For most of us, he called for the first time in the waters of baptism. 
that gave us faith in our Savior and His work and reconnected us to the Father and to His kingdom. You know, God is so good and He is so loving that He doesn't just call once and then stop. You know, somebody sends you a message just once and then they never send it again, it makes you wonder after a while, did they mean it? Was I hearing things? Was, is, is it still in effect? But God loves us so much that he calls down again and again. See, he had already called to Jacob before with saving words. But on that night, Jacob was in a state of doubt and fear, and the Lord knew that. So he called again to reassure him. He called Samuel three times in the temple. Nathaniel and the other disciples that Jesus was calling on this day. For the next three years, he was going to keep teaching them about the gospel of the kingdom of heaven. And in the same way, God keeps calling down to us over and over with the message of salvation in Christ. And this is a sign of true and deep love for a relationship, that you care about it enough to say over and over again, I love you. And that's what God does. He never stops. With every gospel proclamation, with every baptism, with every communion, where we receive Jesus' body and blood, our Heavenly Father tells us over and over again, I love you. You are connected to me in my Son. I am yours, and so is the heavenly kingdom. You see, before Jesus said those amazing words about himself to Nathaniel, where he declared himself to be the connection, Jesus said, Amen, Amen. And you should know, whenever you hear Jesus start a statement with amen, amen, he wants you to know there is absolutely no doubt about what you are about to hear. This is engraved in divine stone. Nothing can change it. And God wants us to say in our hearts about our salvation in Christ, amen, amen. He wants us to be able to say with total confidence, this is carved in eternal stone. No one and nothing can take my salvation away from me. Amen, amen. Now it's definitely true when Jesus told Nathaniel, you are going to see greater things than this. I imagine after Jesus ascended back into heaven and Nathaniel looked back at all three years that he got to spend with Jesus, he probably thought, yeah, that was pretty impressive when he told me that he had seen me under the fig tree. On the other hand, later on I did get to see him, you know, walk on water feed thousands of people with a few loaves and fish, and even raise some dead folks. But the greatest thing Nathaniel ever saw, and Jesus was right about this too, the greatest thing he ever saw was Jesus do that work of reconnecting Nathaniel and every sinner in this world to the Father and to the heavenly kingdom. Now you and I, we also see lots of things every day. Most of the things we see are totally boring and predictable, and instantly forgettable. Every once in a while you see something amazing, something spectacular that really sticks with you. But the greatest thing that any of us has ever seen, the greatest thing we are ever going to see, is Jesus connecting us to our Father in Heaven. For now, it's something we only see in our hearts by faith, but we are going to get to see the reality too with our own two eyes. Our eyes will open again. We will climb through Jesus Christ to the heavenly kingdom, we will see the Lord's glory face to face and rest in his kingdom forever. This saving call of our loving Lord, it changes our hearts to faith. It also changes our lives to faithfulness and obedience.
to all of God's teaching and all of the commands of his word. You see this happen throughout scripture. If you read the whole story of Jacob's life, after he has that dream where he sees that he is still connected to the Lord in heaven, Jacob is different from then on. He's not perfect, but he lives a life that is much more fully devoted to the glory of God. Samuel, his life changed completely after he heard the call of the Lord in the temple. Nathaniel and those other disciples that Jesus called, their whole lives changed. They left their jobs, their home. In the end, they left their physical safety. Almost all of them left their physical lives for Jesus. And you can hear the impact that God wants his saving call in Christ, the, the change that he expects it to make in our lives. And Paul writes these words to the Thessalonians. For this reason, he also called you through our gospel so that you would obtain the glory of our Lord Jesus Christ. So then, brothers, stand firm and hold on to the teachings that were passed along to you. May our Lord Jesus Christ himself and God our Father who loved us and in his grace gave us eternal encouragement and good hope encourage your hearts and establish you in every good work and word. So God's saving call brings the heart to faith, but then it brings the entire life into line with God's word and with his teaching. So first you hear the saving call of Christ, but then you keep listening to everything God says in his word. And you hold on to it tight because Jesus has done the work of reconnecting you to your father. Your life belongs to him. It doesn't belong to anybody else. It doesn't belong to your world. It doesn't even belong to yourself. See, the call to faith in Christ is a simultaneous call to discipleship, to listen to God's word and to follow it in everything you do. Jesus Christ is both your ladder and your leader. He is your connection to the kingdom of heaven. But in the meantime, as you make your way through this world, you walk behind him. You follow in his footsteps in everything that you do. Because what was true... For Jacob and Samuel, what was true for Nathaniel and the disciples and the Thessalonians, it's true for everyone who has heard and believed God's saving call in Christ. First, it changes your heart to faith, but then it turns your ears to the voice of the Heavenly Father. It turns your actions to every good work and your speech to every good word. Amen.